What's up, everybody? Mm. Just me today. Yeah, I'm in my house. Right now, I'm cooking dinner as I'm doing the podcast. Getting ready for the Bills-Seahawks game. Getting ready for whatever the fuck's gonna happen tomorrow night. For those of you who don't listen in later, this is one day pre the elections. And so if you're listening to this after Tuesday, I mean, we could be in full-on fucking Walking Dead lost mode. Who knows what it's going to be? So I thought I'd get one in, you know, pre-apocalypse. You know, while things were still normal, while I could still sit in my kitchen and cook some fish and mashed potatoes. Oh, I even turned some zucchini into like, uh, I guess you'd call it uh, noodles, zucchini noodles. Oh, yeah. Like a motherfucker. What? Yeah, right now, here we go, everybody. First of all, business, business, business. Uh, exciting things to talk about. First, for those of you who did not hear, the new uh, podcast, um, um, I will be keeping this one because I have too much fun doing it, but the brand, 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 brand new one will be me and Freddie Prince Jr. We are, Freddie and I are still uh, looking for names for the show. Um, oh, I'm about to do something I hate doing. Oh, guys, I'm such a pussy. And by the way, Freddie is a fantastic chef. I'm like really pedestrian. And one of the things I hate doing, sorry, is I hate dropping potatoes into boiling water because I always fucking burn myself. So I'm going to try a new strategy today. Oh, like a fucking charm. Um, okay, so, so Freddie and I are going to be doing the podcast Pretty excited about that. Both of us really psyched. Um, and we need a name. And that starts in December. Also, I just want to remind everybody, tour dates. New Year's Eve, I'll be in Pittsburgh. I know a lot of people have been asking. New Year's Eve, I will be in Pittsburgh. And then I think the second week in December, I am going to be in Kansas City. But not a lot of dates. Uh, those are the only two dates left on the year. Because I... Uh, taking a good chunk of the last part of the year off not off off just off from the road um to uh get my special together and just get my brain together and all that other stuff and so that's that um and that's basically all the business i want to get to all right pet peeve fuck okay so today you know like uh we're in you're in a busy parking lot everybody knows what i'm talking about and somebody goes to their car, and you put your blinker on, and there's, like, lines of people. And you see the lines of people when you get in your car. You had to walk past everybody. You know how busy that parking lot is at Trader Joe's, you motherfucker. And you sit in your car and text a couple people, look at Twitter, stick your finger in your asshole, whatever it is you do in that parking spot. Get out of the... I Guys... Everybody should have a couple of freebies. Let me just go one step further. I think everybody in America, first of all, when I say freebies, you know what I mean. But get out. Back the fucking car up. I'm walking around. I'm pacing now, guys. I'm so happy. If you hear the acoustics sounded different, back your car up and get out of the. That's got to be in my top 10 of the pet peeves. That's got to be. But you know what I decided today? You know what I think would make America better? 
is if everybody in America, every single man, woman, and child had to work in the service industry for at least a year, for a year, so you realize what it's like to be around other people and have to pay attention to other people. And I also, I, by the way, I just think it'll help in general with people tipping and treating other people with respect and dignity and shit like that. Everybody should work in the service industry for a year. I also truly believe, I know this is going to be, everybody should get punched hard in the face one time. One time. Not by like, you know, doesn't have to be by Mike Tyson. But I think everybody, everybody should get punched hard in the face one time. Just so they know what it fucking feels like. And they go, well, I don't like that. Just so you know that that's a possible consequence. Just so you know that that right hand is out there somewhere. Someone's yielding it. Yielding it? Wielding it. I do that yield, wield, and I do wary, weary. And I mess them up a lot. But I know the difference is I just mess them up. Um, one punch in the face, one year in the service industry. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I guess you get to, maybe you get to pick who punches you in the face. I don't know. You know what else I talk, I, I was talking about today on my Facebook Live? And for those of you who don't, well, I got to go outside here for a second, see how the fish is doing. People who don't look, oh, that looks good. People who don't, um, who don't watch my Facebook Live, I, well, I don't blame you, but I was trying to decide who I think the five best looking people in any film of all time. Five best looking people, five people who look the best in any film. I was thinking about that. And um, on the Facebook Live, here are the five that I came up with. Selma Hayek from Dust Till Dawn. I would love to hear your five, too, so definitely email me or tweet them. Selma Hayek, Dust Till Dawn, to me, is the best-looking person that's ever been on film. Brad Pitt, Legends of the Fall. Why? Because you get three different versions of Brad Pitt. If you pick Brad Pitt Fight Club, you only get one Brad Pitt. Legends of the Fall, you get a pretty strong... Three, you get long hair Brad Pitt, you get in the army Brad Pitt, you get businessman Brad Pitt, you get like just out of the wilderness Brad Pitt, you get a lot of Brad Pitts, and I think it's the options you get. Uh, so I, Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, she was distractingly good looking in that film, so I have to give her the nod there. Uh, at that three. Um, Ryan Gosling in, in Crazy Sexy Love. Sorry. I mean, that scene, that dirty dancing scene. Yep. And uh, I don't know. Who did I say was the fifth again? Who did I say was my fifth? Oh, somebody mentioned Halle Berry. I can't argue with Halle Berry, but that's not really my... Halle Berry is gorgeous. What am I saying? What am I, like, I'm talking like she's not one of the best-looking people ever to grace the fucking planet earth i don't know i'm gonna have to think again on my fifth one i'm gonna have to think again but angelina jolie selma hayek from dust till dawn brad pitt legends of the fall ryan gossing crazy sexy love and after you know after that there's a lot of also rants that's all i'm saying I and mean, you can put whoever you want in there but they're gonna come behind those people guys let's talk about for a second Let's not talk about the election, because the election is, by the time you listen to this, probably over. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about being in this country together with everybody. I, I, I want to talk about coming back from wherever it is, wherever the fuck. Guys, this, I, this isn't over tomorrow. You know this, right? It's not over. There's going to, I'm assuming right now, I could be completely wrong, 
But let's just assume that Clinton wins, okay? Th that guy is not going to go quietly into the night. And he's got some pissed off followers. Here's what I am hoping, everybody. I'm hoping that we can remember at the end of the day, even though, and this is why, guys, I didn't think George Bush was a great president. I really didn't. But I never gave him shit. And I can tell you why I never gave him shit. Because in my heart, I truly believe that he's a good dude. I really do. And I truly believe that he did, even though I didn't agree with everything, he did what he thought was best for America. I really believe that to be true. Um, and it's why, like, I can't argue with that. And I think, you know, people have different... And, and I was fully prepared to vote Republican going into this election. And that might shock some people. But I think that America works best when this country has some checks and balances. I think you need Republican presidents and you need Democratic presidents. I think that's all very important. I just don't think that Trump gives any checks and balances. So but here's what I'm hoping. What I'm really hoping is that, well, not only am I hoping that, you know, the Republicans uh, take this gracefully, if it happens, and I hope the Democrats take it gracefully if it happens for them. But but what I really hope is that whoever ends up being president is that the other side doesn't just try to shit on their life for the next four years. Because when people do that, you understand that is clearly picking party over country. When people do that, that is clearly showing to the rest of America that you don't, I know you, Say you care what the American people say, but you don't. Whoever gets elected, guys, that's what the Amer the majority of the American people, well, maybe not, and that's not what happened to Al Gore, but that's how our system is set up. What I'm hoping is that we can go back to it. You don't have to love everybody. I always say that. I hate that kumbaya shit. You love, you love your neighbor, love. You don't have to fucking love anybody if you don't want to. You don't. You can sit in your house and fuck throw fucks off the wall if you want i love that i just made that saying up throw fucks off the wall i think i'm gonna figure out how to use that but you got to respect each other you have to respect each other and that's the thing that this race has lost that's what this race has lost and i know like you guys can if they're trump people they'll be like well he gets picked or no, he really did start it in that Republican primary. And if you don't believe me, just look at the Democratic primary where they never insulted each other like that. They never did. So I'm hoping we can find a way to start to respect. You don't have to like respect that other people have different ideas. Not only just different ideas, but different ideas of what makes America great. Yeah. Or what makes it at least livable? Oh, my Lord. Anyways, I can't talk about this anymore. It's stressing me out. I've never smoked more weed. I've never in my life smoked more weed. Um, okay, so tonight I'm doing uh, Doug Loves Movies, but I'm also doing this benefit. Um, I'm going to this benefit for the, you know, they're putting some more legal weed on the ballot here in California. My buddies over at Buds and Roses invited me to this function where um Wiz Khalifa is performing and shit. Ooh. -hoo. Not gonna lie. Pretty excited about hitting that up and 
and enjoying the extracurriculars there. I'm assuming there's going to be some decent shit there. Um, and my brother's going with me. It's like to have my brother Jonathan go with me. Uh, that's all good. Um, people have been asking me a bunch whew, to talk some more about my single parent days. And um, I'm happy to. Uh, I'm wondering, though, you guys should probably just send me the questions that you want me to answer. That would be easier. But I can give you a couple. Some people are asking me how. Okay. How, and I really, guys, this is a, a very sensitive topic for me because I really do feel for single parents. And I, I understand the feeling of hopelessness. And I understand the feeling of of just basically feeling like you're on a running in a circle the whole time. I understand all that uh, more than you know. Um, here is, though, what I would tell you to do. Okay? And this is what I had to do. And I, I've told you before what my motto was. My motto was always keep your legs moving. Right? Because that way you never went backwards. Here is something really important, single parents, especially single struggling parents. Okay? It makes me laugh when I hear celebrities like, parenting is so hard. You have a nanny and an assistant and a housekeeper. Please go fuck yourself. Please go fuck yourself. When I hear rich people say that, go fuck yourself like 47 times. Don't tell me how hard it is. Somebody else is doing the hard parts. You don't tell me how hard it is to raise a kid until you had to, like, you got to, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I didn't want particularly to chain, not chain, but tie my kids to, I used to tie the older kids to my son, to Jacob's crib when I was cooking dinner because I, I, I couldn't watch them. And anybody, any parent knows that silence means something bad is happening. So I would be in my little apartment and the kitchen was around the corner and I got, you know, a six-year-old, a four-year-old and a six-month-old and it's quiet. Oh, fuck that. I have to know where everybody is. So I'd put the Jakey in his crib and I would use my St. Bernard. I had a St. Bernard at the time. My St. Bernard's leashes and I would uh, tie the other two to the crib. Not like tight. You know, they had some room to roam, but I tied it so their radius couldn't get them into any trouble but here's what i would tell you guys and so that's why rich people with now listen if you're raising your own kids i get it and no nanny and uh, and by the way i'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a nanny and a housekeeper and a fucking whatever it is personal assistant i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but don't insult the rest of us by telling us how hard raising a kid is just be like i'm so fucking lucky and blessed that this is my life and I get to do this and I don't have... Yeah, just say that. Just say that. Don't, don't try to make it seem like you're, you're one of us. And I know what you guys are like, one of us. Aren't you one of them? I am not one of them. I'm for sure not one of them, guys. Some people... I know people think I'm, uh, uh, I have a ton of dough. I do not have a ton of dough. You, people are like, do you living off that Chelsea money? Guys, we made... In the early days, we made $380 per appearance. And by the time Chelsea, Chelsea show ended, we were making $420 an appearance. 
So after taxes and manager and lawyer and agent, you're not walking away with a whole lot of money. So um, here's what I would tell you single parents. Oh my God, I'm like fucking Trump without a prompter. I can't can't stay on topic. Here's what I would say. And this is, you have to do things for yourself. You have to. I learned that very early on. It's easy to get lost. It's easy to get lost. It's easy to take care of everybody else. Uh, And listen, those of you who had single parents, I'm sure you saw it. You saw your mom or dad go to work every day and then pick you guys up and then cook you guys dinner and then do your homework with you and then put you in the bath and then put you to sleep and then be so fucking exhausted that they fall asleep on the couch in their clothes and they wake up in the morning because you guys get up because it's time to go to school and do it all over again. So you, you've seen those exhausted people. No matter how exhausted you are, it's so important, and this was something that was imparted on me by a very wise person. You have to do some things for yourself. You, you can't forget that this is your one ride on this planet also. And just because you do something for yourself doesn't make you a bad parent. Just because you're not doing something for your kid all of the time doesn't make you a bad parent. It makes you a person. As a matter of fact, I would tell you it makes you a well-rounded person. As a matter of fact, I'd make tell you it makes you a well-rounded, happy person. And you know what a well-rounded, happy person is? A better parent. A better parent. Uh, have you ever been out at a park or at a party or at a store or whatever, and you just have that person who can't talk about anything but their kids? How fucking annoying is that? How annoying is that? Because they haven't allowed themselves to do anything else except be obsessed with their kids. And that's not healthy. That also, in my mind, that can lead to very spoiled children who think that the world revolves around them. So I would like to tell you guys, single parents. Now, for me, when I was living in that apartment, I didn't have a ton of doubt. So I couldn't pay for babysitters and all that stuff. So what, did I, what was for me? The gym. For me, it was the gym. Uh, for me, I, I was, I don't want to say obsessive, um, but it was the one thing in my life where I could go and put some headphones on and just forget for an hour and just concentrate just on me, just on me. And not only that, you know, I found later on, I really figured out that also one of the reasons (laughs) I was so obsessed with the gym is because everything else in my life was spiraling out of control and being at the gym Um, and my body was the one thing that I could, I really truly had control over and it brought a sense of calm to my life. It, 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 yeah, it, it kept me, it kept me sane. It kept me, it also, not only is it a great place, you know, it's proven that working out improves your mood and obviously all that other shit and your energy, but it, oh my alarm, fuck the alarm. I'm about to go off in my house. Shit on a stick. Come on in, Rock. Sorry about that. You're going to hate this. The alarm's about to go off, buddy. So sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, the alarm's going to go off. You're going to hate it. Um, but, yeah, so you have to do some things for yourself. If you don't, you're going to look up. And the acoustics change again because my face is up against the window. You're going to look up. 
you're going to be 50. Your kids are going to go out and le live a great life that you fucking prepared them for. And what are you going to look back and find? What did you do? Did you have fun? Did you enjoy yourself? Did you make some memories? And that, by the way, that doesn't just go for single parents, parents in general. You are also part of the equation. Live your lives, man. That doesn't mean be an asshole and snort coke off of your kid's race car bed when he's sleeping. Do you know what I mean? But although. <laughs> uh, but be a person. Be a person. You know, it's funny, you know, I, I, people get on me a lot and they ask me a lot about my relationship with uh, Jacob and why um, I don't talk as much about my other two kids. Um, I do, you know, my daughter, I made a concerted effort. Um, and, you know, guys, look, my other two kids were in and out of my house. You know, they, they, uh, they lived more, they lived some with my ex and they went back and forth. Jacob lived with me forever. Um, so part of them not being as present on my social media is just because they weren't here as much. Um, I did not, even when my daughter was younger, post things on social media about her because I did one time and one dude made a comment about her boobs and I was like, oh, if I post pictures of her, I'm going to kill a motherfucker. And not only that, you know, I, I truly believe that we're all different people. And my daughter had some of her own issues that I just didn't think the negativity that came with the social media was good for her. And I know that I had to choose between um, honestly, if I'm being honest, it is a tough one. I had to choose between her thinking, no matter how much I told her why I didn't post as many things, or if I did post, it was with the whole family. Um, uh, no matter how many times I told her why, you know, she, it was, it hurt her feelings. It hurt her feelings. It made her feel like I was more proud of Jacob and not the case more protective of my daughter, if anything. And my oldest son, um, you know, guy, people who know, he was in the military and uh, boots on the ground over there. And I just, you know, things got a, I had one comment about him and it made me feel like the more I posted about him, I didn't want to ever possibly, the post about him when I posted it with him, when he was in uniform, there's one negative one about and I, I was scared that me posting about him could somehow put his life in danger. So I, and he got that, he got that and he's, he got that. So, but yeah, I, we did a lot of things that we had to do that looking back, I'm not super proud of when, when I was a single parent. Um, but you know, I don't want to say I stole food, but we stole food um, from Ralph's to eat and shit. I, you know, and that's why, guys, I don't judge. I've been in some desperate situations, very desperate situations. And it's one of the reasons I don't I won't sit back and judge people just on an incident. It's just like, you know, how people were getting thrown in jail for weed. I don't consider myself to be a criminal, but I have bought weed. I have sold weed. And I, and I have, if I had gone to jail, I would not have done well in there. That's, I'm just telling you the truth. 
I'm, I scare easy. I shriek. I mean, I'm not the best looking guy in the world, but I'm not the worst. I'm in decent shape. I probably would have shaved my head, grown a beard, and just eaten bread. Just bread. Just so I never shit. So it was like packed in there. And so I was a little doughy. That's what I would do. I'd make sure I was constipated. So if somebody was, you know, you, you know, enter at your own risk is basically. And then is that a thing? I mean, why don't more guys do that? Am I just am I the first person to think of that? I can't be. But yeah, dough. But anyways, I don't remember what I was talking about because like I said, I'm all over the place. Um Oh, me being a single person. Right. We stole I didn't when I say stole food from Ralph's. And Ralph's is just not a guy, by the way. For those of you who aren't in Southern California, Ralph's is a supermarket. I, we used to eat food from the hot food section. You know, they would serve it to me, and then I would just eat it with the kids, and we just never paid for it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, if you guys have single parent questions, you can send them in, and I'll answer them on here. Um, I've tucked to so many memories away. And for, you know, a bunch of different reasons that I'm, as I speak right now, more and more stuff come in. You know, I remember um, one of them, we used to, one of our, for our treats, right, when indoor playgrounds really just started happening, there was this place that had this great fucking maze of like tunnels and shit and not tunnels, but like tubes and stuff and slides and uh, I got, I was getting tired of crawling around in there, and my my daughter took Jakey, Caitlin took Jakey up into one of them, and you know they were in one of those little bubble things, and I look up and it's been like ten minutes, and I look up and Jacob's crying a little bit, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I see Caitlin next to him, and she's clearly reprimanding this kid, who uh, and there Caitlin was what seven, and Jacob was. I mean, no, Caitlin was five, maybe, and Jacob was like, so Caitlin was six, he was like two, and um, <laughs> she's pointing a finger at him, and the dude took one finger, and he was probably Caitlin's age, too, and just pointed it right in Jacob's chest, and I, like, I couldn't hear anything that was happening, I could just see it, and all I saw was Caitlin rear back and just psh, hit this kid so hard, and the slap him, spit hit the little glass on the... Oh, she rocked his fucking world. It, it was one super proud thing. I will tell you a couple things about my other kids that you probably don't know. Caitlin is a fiercely loyal, super intelligent, the funniest of the, th- the three child. Beautiful young lady. Um, and uh, Trev is like, yeah, Trev's a bit of a badass. My oldest son, you know, in the army, five years. I believe he's heading back over um, seas, uh, maybe in a couple months, I think. And, um, you know, he he took the biggest brunt uh, emotionally with his mom and I breaking up and with his biological father and with, you know, when his mom took off uh, to go back to Seattle. You know, he, he was he was the oldest. And so he got it the most, and it affected him the most. And you know he um, he had some he had some rough years because of it. I'm really proud of how he came through it, and, and the the person he is now. And I don't know what I'm saying, guys. This is the boringest podcast of all time. 
you know, I, I really decided that, you know, I'm, I'm psyched to do this podcast with Freddie and, I, and um, he and I are going to have a really good time doing it. And I'm no longer asking you guys to tell people about this podcast, my, this one you're listening to. And I'm no longer asking people to like, tell your friends if you like it. You know what? Because I truly now with the one I'm doing with Freddie, I'm, I'm truly doing this one here for me and you. If you're listening now, that's enough for me. It really is. I don't know what the fuck these are going to be every week. Some days I'll talk to somebody. I think I'm going to get Joey Diaz in here pretty soon and have Dean Del Rey last week. And some weeks I'm just going to walk around my house as I'm cooking fish and mashing potatoes and just fucking ramble on. I, I mean, do you realize that? Yeah, we're half an hour in and I didn't really know what the fuck I was going to talk about. And I never do. And it's... I don't know. Maybe it's therapeutic. It's cathartic for me. It, it, you, you know, I pretend. <laughs> I do pretend like you all are actually listening intently, and I'm speaking, and you guys are really listening, and that it's moving people. And I don't know if any of that is happening. But what I do know is that it helps me. I do know that. I know I don't have the most fans in the world, but I do know that the ones I have, I fucking love. You guys at the shows, man, talking to me and telling me that you listen to this podcast and that you really like it. It truly is one of, whoa, that's shooting in my face. Oh, that's what she said. It truly is one of the just most amazing feelings in the world because this is like not planned and this is unfiltered and this is sometimes really clumsy and klutzy and Sometimes I think it's interesting, and sometimes I think, wow, that was if I just wasted some people's time. But the fact that you guys stick with me, oh, I'm going to try to pick up a, an entire pot of, ma- of potatoes right now with boiling water with one hand on a mic, my Zoom in my pocket. If you hear a crazy scream, that's the boiling water on my fucking face. Oh, no. This was a bad idea. Hold on. Ow! Cocksucker. You motherfucker. Sorry. One of my jobs now that I'm back in town and Beth is editing your movie. And by the way, guys, fuck! I saw. Ow! Mother cunt! Hold on. Ah! Bitch boy. Fucking dick. Um, sorry. One of the. <laughs> one of the, um things now that in Beth is editing your movie guys I tell you I saw uh, 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 I saw a cut of it it's amazing it's amazing she did such an amazing job it's fucking amazing she cut the song that I wrote no don't worry about it but it's amazing remember I said I sold the song to a movie yeah they cut it see what happens in this family it doesn't matter who you're related to is your shit good no okay well then it's not in the movie anymore that just happened um but it's an amazing film. I'm so proud of her, guys. She... Are you fucking kidding? How are these potatoes not ready? You cunt liquor. Oh, sorry I said that word. I gotta fill up this entire fucking pan again and boil it? Oh, that is some bullshit. Son of a bitch. Oh. You know how long it took me to boil that pot of fucking water? You dickwick. Motherfuck. 
I have sworn more times in the last 27 seconds. Hey, what did you guys think about that stupid-ass onside kick try by the Steelers kicker? Holy shit! What was that, part of the river dance? That was the worst thing I've ever seen. I have no idea what I was talking about before I went over to, um, to uh, put the potatoes in, which is why I'm... Oh, and this bacon is basically all fat. Oh, I, this... This... Here's what I'm cooking. I'm, I'm cooking filet of sole, right? But I'm putting some bacon crumble on it with some lemon butter. But the bacon is all fucking fat. It's not going to crumble for shit stick. Ugh, Freddy, where are you, buddy? I need some help in the kitchen. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Maybe I should concentrate on the food and get out of here. Oh, shit, that's full. Okay. Um, all right, guys, I got to go. I'm, I'm, I'm losing control here. Uh, okay. Hey, we're going to have an interview later in the week. Oh, shit, that's hot. I'm going to do an interview later in the week. Hopefully, I can talk my buddy Joey Diaz into coming over. Um, if not, I do have another very special surprise. And listen, everybody, most importantly, those of you listening in America, remember, we're all Americans. We all want what's what we think is best for the country. You don't have to agree. You don't have to agree. But believe it. Even though you hate Barack Obama, even though you hate Hillary Clinton, even though you hate Mike Pence, I'm not going to put Trump in there, just so you know, because I don't believe he's doing what he thinks is best for the country. I don't think he, I think he's... Uh, oh, these are fucking done. Am I the dickwad? What is going on? I got to go, guys. Even though... Like I'm saying, we're all Americans. You, you have to leave room for healing. Healing, everybody. Holy shit, I gotta go. This was a fucking... I can't wait to listen to back of this to see how much of a clusterfuck it was. All right, later.